It was only seven miles, but it seemed like 7,000. It was the longest walk of their lives. Why? Because they were in love. They were in love, and now the one they loved had died. They'd fallen in love with this one who lived on a heartbeat and in a place they they could never before imagine. They'd fallen in love with this one who had taught them how to dream again. And when the dreamer died, it seemed to them that the dream died too. They, they fell in love with Jesus because they saw the way that with just a touch, he could bring healing. They fell in love with him because he lived a full and powerful and beautiful life. They, they found themselves thinking back to that party. <laughs> and, and yeah, this, this, this Jesus could be really serious, but that night at the party, the, the wine was really good. <laughs> And uh, they ran out. And, and they fell in love with him that night when they saw how he could bring a whole room full of people to life in a way they couldn't imagine before. The way he laughed and celebrated and said, Come join me. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he told them to follow him, but. He also invited them to the most amazing feast that overflowed to the point that everyone was more full than they could ever imagine. They they fell in love with him when they saw how he could invite someone who had always felt left out into the inner circle. And that inner circle was right here. It's like there was room in his heart for everybody. So many fell in love with him. When they looked into his eyes and into his heart, they they saw dreams of what Jerusalem could be like. They, They fell in love with him because in him they saw someone who could change things. They 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 saw someone who could make Jerusalem a place where the Roman soldiers no longer were looking over your shoulder every moment watching for your next move. He helped them to imagine Jerusalem as a different place, to imagine their lives in a whole new different way. Oh yes, he he helped them to believe again and to love again and to give again. And then they watched as this one who seemed like who could do anything was helplessly nailed to a cross. And they looked at that cross and it's like their dreams were hanging there. And it's like their love died at that moment. They'd fallen in love. And now their love had died. And with every step from Jerusalem to Emmaus, they hurt. They hurt. It's a journey that many of us have walked. That road to Emmaus. 
that moment where we have really believed and then she's let us down. Or that moment when uh, the diagnosis came and the reports were looking really good and you begin to celebrate the healing and then it shifted again and your beloved died. That's what they felt like that day. They couldn't imagine that Jesus really could be alive. To them, it was just another rumor. (laughs) No one had really seen him. And so they were walking that sad journey. Lonely, empty, dead, stone cold, nothing left. I remember a time in my life when I made a journey similar to that. It wasn't seven miles, it was actually just from my backyard back up to the second floor of my townhouse in Richmond, Virginia. It was the night of my partner John's memorial service. And we'd ended that service by taking candles into the backyard and laying his ashes under the dogwood tree. And um, there's so much support that night, candles, the love. But at some point I had to make that journey by myself upstairs. And I found myself yelling out to God, why did you send John into my life and then have this happen? Why did you only give us two years? The next morning, however, a leader of one of the care teams knocked on the door and uh, had a ham. And it was at that moment that uh, love was resurrected again in my heart. It was at that moment of friendship and caring and giving that love came back. And that's what happened in today's story. They didn't see Jesus until food was offered, until bread was offered. It's it's in that moment that we offer ourselves to each other through simple things like bread and hams and apples that we become alive again. It's in friendship that we see the face of Christ. When it seems like there is nothing left, there's always more. Last week I gave an example of how we sometimes consume too much and how little it seems is left. How God gives us so much and then sometimes all that's left seems lifeless and empty. What can God do with an apple core? (laughs) Last Sunday, as I was at the door, several of you whispered in my ear, there are seeds in there. (laughs) There are seeds in there. When it seems like it is all gone and there's nothing left, 
And we find ourselves saying, God, what are you going to do with this? What are you going to do with this loneliness, with this pain, with this disappointment? What are you going to do with this messed up relationship? What are you going to do with this betrayal? What are you going to do with my depression? What are you going to do with my greed? God, there's nothing left. Everything has died. It's hanging there. It's just hanging there and bleeding. What are you going to do with this? God, I've let my friends down again. I've let my church down again. I've let my family down again. I just can't seem to get it right, God. And God says, there are seeds there. There are seeds there. God takes all and uses it. The stuff that seems dead to us, the disappointments that seem irrevocable to us, the dreams that have died, the beliefs that are wavering, God takes all of that and says there's seeds in there. And on that morning, on the road from Jerusalem to Emmaus, And on that morning in Richmond, Virginia, Jesus came along in the face of a friend and said, I have something for you, and there's enough. Part of the beauty of this story of the road to Emmaus is it talks about how Jesus comes to us at those moments in our life when we most need to hear life again and gives us the exact message we need. And sometimes that message for you may be different than the message for me. I believe our call as a congregation is to believe that God has brand new dreams for us and life for us, that God wants to do spiritual transformation in this place like we couldn't even begin to imagine. I believe the world needs a place where there is health and wholeness and healing and equality. There's not enough churches like that, and there needs to be a church like that here. God's calling us to imagine. And yet our dream as a community is built on the dreams and the voices and the calls to each one of us. And so just as Jesus came along those disciples on the road to Emmaus, Christ wants to come to you this morning with a message just for you. And um, unique to you and personal. It's the way Jesus is. And in a moment we're going to have a chance for us to really allow that to happen, to open ourselves to that invitation. Uh, But there was a couple uh, some years ago who decided each day to just spend some time saying, Christ, what do you want to say to me today? And then writing the words that that came to them, journaling those words. And uh, they didn't think that that would ever get published into a book, uh, but it did with a reading for each day that many of us read each day. And the message of Christ that came to them oftentimes is really a message for us as well. And I purposely did not read the message dated for April 6 until 5.01 this morning. And uh, you know, it's amazing how the Spirit works because I knew that the message that came to them would be a message that would touch all of us. The name of the book is God Calling. But take a moment and and imagine Christ sharing uh, this message with you. This is a message that came uh, some years ago, but look at how relevant it still is.
These are the words of Christ through their prayers. I lay my loving hands on you in blessing. Oh, you are my beloved. Wait in love and longing to feel the tender touch of my hands. And as you wait, courage and hope will flow into your being, irradiating all your lives with the warm sun of my presence. Release all this Easter. Loosen your hold on earth, its cares, its worries, even its joys. Just open your hands and relax. And then the fullness of Easter joy, the tide of Easter joy will come. Put aside all thought of the future, of the past. Let go of all to receive the Easter sacrament of spiritual life. So often when you cry out for some blessing, you have such a tied hold on what you already have that your hand is not open to receive. So open your hand. Hold it out in love. This is the wonder time of all year. A blessing is yours to receive. Hmm. Jesus is right here in this room today in his spirit with a message for each one of us. Some place where we're seeking healing. Some place where we're hungry. Some place where we're hurting. Yesterday, over a hundred of you gathered in the activity building to walk what's called a labyrinth. It, it represents that journey. It's like that Emmaus journey. And yesterday it was like all the love that God has to hold was in one place. And I watched as, as you made that journey and as your journeys were woven together and it was so beautiful and so powerful. And what was amazing is I could tell that everyone walking that walk was receiving something. You, you, you could feel it. You knew it was there. It, it, it was love. And at one end of the room, there was a place where people could go and write the message they received and um, on a big sheet of paper. And we have that here. We're going to open it up. Because what came to you during your Road to Emmaus experiences yesterday is amazingly powerful. Just kind of get as close to the altar as you can there. And uh, I think these messages that came to individuals yesterday from Christ are also messages for our congregation. And Reverend Janice and Reverend Kristen, if you could just come and... And um, Janice, if you could pick out one of those messages to share to the congregation what they received on their walk to Emmaus yesterday. If you could only see what I see. Hmm. Beloved children, you are not alone. You are never without my love. Rest in me. Hmm. Thank you, God for sunsets and sunrises. Praise you. And thank you also for spell check. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, that must be a student. I don't, I don't know. Um, there are so many here that are so powerful. And I hope you'll take a chance to go next door and be in that space and read more of these. But there's one more I want to share. This is what Christ shared with someone on their journey yesterday. New dreams for a living church. Taking Christ's healing into the brokenness of the world. Moving humanity forward by asking the other bodies to expand to include all. Knowing we shall overcome because we know we are affirmed and necessary. Mm. The whole church needs us. Those who have excluded us need us. Now I'm preaching on this a little bit, but it's so amazing. Holy Spirit, strength, and lead us to do good things in your name. To God be all the glory, and all God's children said, Amen. Amen. They are all so powerful as what each of us receives from Christ is woven together. And it really is a journey, and it's a journey that we share together. And that's what the Imagine Project is really all about. It's about creating places of transforming and healing friendship. And uh, a number have already started this journey. Today we begin the full congregational aspect of it, but I'd like those who have begun this journey, this Emmaus journey, to come and join uh, Janice and Kristen here. These are folks who have already made their pledge to make a difference in our community. You can see they're receiving some baskets. All right. Now, when we think it's all gone, God says there's a seed. And the smallest seed can lead to the strongest tree. And how many of you have been to California to see the redwoods? number of you. They are so powerful and so amazing. Bernie, could you tell us about the seed that becomes a redwood? The huge redwood trees in California are amazing. They are the largest living things on earth, the tallest trees in the world. Some of them are 300 feet high and over 2,500 years old. One would think the tree so large must have a tremendous root system down hundreds of feet into the earth. Yet not so. The redwoods have a very shallow root system. If you were to get down on your knees and examine the redwoods root system, you would find that all the roots intertwine. They are joined and connected to each other. When the storms come, the winds blow, the lightning flashes, the redwoods still stand. They are not alone, for all the trees support and protect each other. Each tree is important to all the other trees in the grove. Hmm. That's who you all are. Uh, you are spiritual redwoods. And now if you could just kind of all get a little bit closer and just kind of lock your arms together. Just kind of link in there. Oh, this, is, this is what resurrection is all about. Resurrection is really about finding that strength in each other. 
becoming spiritual redwoods, seeds becoming more, when it seems like there is nothing left. We have each other, and no, we're not perfect. Goodness, we're not perfect. But uh, neither is this. In fact, it's been chewed on a little bit. But uh, God's going to use whatever we offer. God wastes nothing. And um, like I said, today we're just beginning the Imagine campaign publicly. But this group has already stepped forward. These are the faces of the Imagine campaign. And they're among those who have already worked towards our goal of uh, $2 million to give us financial health, to transform our community and our world. Our overall goal is $2 million. And uh, we begin the campaign today. But last week we announced that some had already stepped forward. We were around $250,000. At 9 o'clock today, we were able to announce that we were just a little over uh, three hundred and fifty. And after the 9 o'clock service, we are just short of a half a million dollars at 468000 And now we're inviting all to become a part of this great forest of love and connection to weave our roots together. I've invited the ushers to come forward. They're already in place. And what we're going to do now is if you don't have a card, uh, let us know and they'll make sure you get one. And uh, you've also received an apple. We want everybody to have something to, to share today. And um, those apples, by the way, are going to go to a um, homeless shelter or a food pantry this week to feed our community. So the apple that you've touched today is going to feed someone during this coming week because our ministry here really is not contained in this place. It's to go out to the whole community. And uh, what we're going to ask is that you take some time now to allow Christ to come along beside you and um, ask Christ to show you what you can do with the seed of your life. And we're going to take some time just to be open to the Spirit right now. And uh, this group here is really going to be praying for you at this moment. Um, The Imagine campaign is really about hearts and lives and friendships and faces. And here's some faces. And you're also a part of that. So take a moment now to uh, pray for the person who's going to receive the apple. And in a moment we're going to receive those. And as we receive the apples, we'll also receive the cards. And think of all the lives that will be touched. Let us pray as we work together. Bless us now, God, as we seek what you would have us to do to transform our community. Guide us now as we offer ourselves to you. A few of you may still be praying and asking for guidance, but uh, the spiritual strength that's here really is to be shared. Our journeys are really a journey together. So I'd invite you to now take the strength that's here and just go where the Spirit leads you and join the congregation and just find a place and continue to pray, be in a spirit of prayer and just connect us all, weave our roots together at this moment that we can find that transforming friendship and that depth in each other. Just go where the Spirit leads you. Amen. Amen. Mm. 
Only God knows how many seeds are in the apples you see before us that are going to be given to our community this week. And God knows only how many seeds are right here in this room. And uh, God has called us to be spiritual redwoods, to offer food and strength and shelter to our community, to be strong and transforming. And let's all be a part of that at this moment. If you could just rise as you're able. And if you're comfortable, take the hand of someone nearby and kind of fill in the aisles. And we want to really create this forest, this strength, all the way from the front. Let's make sure everybody's connected. No one's left out. And Dell and Lynn, if you could just uh, bring the circle in to touch the altar. This is the strongest table. And Jerry, come on down. We want the circle to be complete. No gaps. All the roots intertwined. All the love connected. Let's see. And Charlie, if you could kind of kind of brush up against the organ so that Joel gets all this love too. <laughs> all right. And we're sending love up to the AV. All right. Right now, everyone in this room is connected. A forest of redwoods, of spiritual transformation. And that power is in friendship. We are friends of God. That's what Jesus was all about. He transformed lives through friendship. And so now think of your best friend or someone in your life who's like a best friend to you among your friends. And um, relationships like that, you can't help but remember the time you met. So now that you've identified that person, think of the moment when you met them or a special moment. Just call that moment to memory. That was a moment of resurrection. Do you know that? When you met that person, something came alive in you. Love came alive in you. Every friendship has all these seeds. Every friendship holds that kind of power. Remember the place. Remember the smile. Remember the touch. Remember that feeling. And bring that feeling into this room right now. It's making us stronger even at this moment. It's all those memories come into this place. And those are not past. Those are real right now. That love is real at this moment. That transformation is real at this moment. Squeeze the hand on your right gently. Oh, just feel that, that strength. Oh, we are spiritual redwoods growing to the glory of God. Now gently squeeze the hand on your left and feel that strength. Feel the strength moving throughout this sanctuary. And now again, imagine that moment that you met the one you love, your best friend, and imagine that moment multiplied in this place. Imagine people coming here and meeting each other for the first time and being transformed forever through friendship centered in Jesus Christ. Right now at this exact moment, there is someone in Houston sitting at a Starbucks 
and they've just had a rough night. And they are perhaps feeling the most lonely they've ever felt. You know that's going on right now somewhere. Someone who needs this community, this forest. Someone who needs you. Someone who needs us. Someone who needs love. Imagine love so strong that it reaches every heart in this city and beyond. Imagine lives transformed. Imagine friendship. Imagine love. Imagine seeing the face of Christ in the breaking of the bread. We are friends of God, friends of each other, and people of transformation.